When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. About hour number three on a Thursday. Hour number three always starts with a good beat on Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. Isaiah Collier is here. He has chosen this beat especially for you and me and all the good people. Zay, what do you got? No guess here. I mean, you have no chance again, then, but I just like hearing you guess. <laughs> Throw some out there. You just like hearing the guesses. Um, I'll give you a hint. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, the hints you won't even get. Um, yeah, you don't know the diplomats dipset. I do, do not. Yeah, the, this guy's in diplomats dipset. Dipset is the dip artist set. Okay. Now, when we get into the dry period and we have to review movies, uh-huh. one of the movies we're gonna watch is Paid in Full because it has Wood Harris and Mackay Pfeiffer in it. And they're like drug kingpins. Oh, okay. And the third drug kingpin is this guy right here. And he does a terrific job in that movie. Okay. This is Cameron. Okay. The artist is Cameron. Artist is Cameron. This is a Kanye West beat. Song's Uh. called Down and Out. It's on his classic 04 album, Purple Haze. Cameron. How are we spelling Cameron? C-A-M-R-O-N. Oh, Okay. Nice basic. Yeah. I was waiting for a K or something. No, okay. Cameron. Yeah. All right. Good beat. I like that. The the female voice. Yeah. The usage of that female voice is great. Is that female famous? Do we know? No. Okay. Yeah. That's a good hypnotic, like it, it sticks oh, in jam. your brain. Yeah. Is that yeah one, I love that beat. That one will follow me now the rest of the day. I'll be just like chilling out at the house, opening the fridge. <laughs> like it'll it'll hit me. Just like some of those Wu-Tang songs I was listening to last night. I get now why people will kind of go back to the the song Cream over and over again. Because that's so good. That little hook is so catchy. Yeah. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. Yeah. My favorite Wu-Tang member, Raekwon. That's my guy. Yeah? Raekwon the Chef. His solo album. Ah, man. Doesn't get better than that. He went by Raekwon the Chef? Raekwon the Chef. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so good. All right. Uh, lots of good music on the show today, as always. So this hour starts with a Cam-Ron beat. Uh, lots of, a uh, couple other tunes coming. We got a lot of sports on the board today. We've talked about the NFL side of things in terms of the championship games. And if you uh, if you missed some of that earlier, you've got, obviously, injury situations um, on both sides. Uh, this is a, something we didn't mention earlier, so we'll get it out there. Today's session, excuse me, yesterday's session of practice, Christian McCaffrey with that calf did not practice. Elijah Mitchell with a growing injury also didn't practice for the Niners. Also, Kyle Shanahan says Debo Samuel with an ankle. 
sits out yesterday's session, but he was in uniform for the early part of practice. Trent Williams took his normal day of rest. Big shock, though, Shanahan says he thinks they'll all be ready to go. Uh, but they're getting a little bit of rest in the middle of the week. Also, Charles Amenehue still dealing with that oblique injury and, of course, dealing with the legal stuff uh, off of the domestic violence charge. And Shanahan, though, says he will play if he is able to Physically, they're not going to sit uh, sit him down based on the legal situation. Now they said they've looked into it and they feel comfortable letting the legal process play out, and they feel comfortable playing Charles Amenahue. So that's big for the uh, Niners and the Eagles. In terms of off the field, Zay, we have a new head coach in Carolina. We mentioned it earlier, but didn't have a chance to discuss Frank Reich in Carolina. So let me see if I get this um, all this math right. Carolina at this moment does not know who their quarterback of the future is, correct? No, no, they do not. I mean, Sam Darnold, he did pretty good at the end of the year. He was hurt a lot of that beginning. We know what happened with Baker Mayfield. They were playing, oh boy, from the XFL, and he was in there. So That's P- yeah. PJ, right? Yeah, PJs. Yeah. And, yeah, I get it. Looking for another quarterback, I want to trust Sam Darnold for your future a lot of people on mock drafts are seeing Will Levis. Now, some people have Will Levis over C.J. Stroud. I mm. think that's a little much. Some yep. have him over Bryce Young. I think that's a little much also. But the Panthers, I think, have the eighth or ninth spot in the draft. Let me pull it up right now because that's a great – I'm pulling up Kuypers, the one that we talked about yesterday. Uh, they are ninth. They are ninth. And he has them t- – oh, this is – I don't know if this guy's an NFL guy. He has him taking Anthony Richardson from Florida. Is that a pro quarterback to you? I don't think so. I've seen him on a lot of charts going first round, and I I don't see it. I don't get that. That sounds a lot like Zach Wilson. He looks good in underwear, and his arm looks good when he's not being blitzed and no pads are on. He's one of those guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy that. By the way, Kuyper has Stroud going to the Texans at two. He's got the Bears taking the the defensive player from Georgia. Um, Will Anderson, three to Arizona. Bryce Young, four to Indianapolis, the old spot for uh, for Reich. And then Seattle taking Will Levis at five. Because that's another team that may want to think about, like, are they really going to go with Geno Smith? Yeah. You know, well, even if you're going with Geno Smith, how much longer do you have Geno? So they may be looking at a quarterback. But uh, so there you go. New coach. See, because deep down. I've said this. I thought the Frank Reich move made sense in Indy. I really thought they were going to become something the rest of that, certainly division, and maybe the AFC had to deal with. I thought they felt really buttoned up, and they made total sense to me a couple years ago. Yeah, because Andrew Luck mucked them. Nobody thought he was going to retire randomly before the age of 30. Are you serious? Like This is our franchise quarterback. He's back because he had those injuries. He had a great year right before he retired. He had a great year, and then he had that one injury where he's like, I can't do this no more. It's the emotional stress along with the physical stress of doing physical therapy and just getting back right, just all the injuries. It didn't make sense. And and he had concussion stuff too, I think, right? Isn't there some stories that have come out where there were a couple concussions that worried them? I I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That would make a lot of sense. So. That completely turned that franchise around. They tried the Phillip Rivers thing. He was washed. It was a little bit too late for uh, him. This past year, they just tried the Matt Ryan thing. Sam Ellinger didn't get his fair shot as much as we love Sam Ellinger. Just him being a backup in the league for the next decade. I'll take that for him. But, yeah, I 
I thought that it would go well for Frank Wright in Indianapolis also, but then once Andrew Luck retired, that's when it all went disarray. So Frank Reich goes to Carolina. We'll see what they do in terms of other coaching. We'll see what they do in terms of quarterback. Uh, obviously, we'll kind of look for them in the draft to see what's going on. But as Zay mentioned, they pick eighth, uh, excuse me, ninth in this draft if they don't move. And uh, again, Mel Kuyper has them taking Anthony Richardson. I think that would be a weird choice. But hey, we'll see. Um, we'll see. I- I'd love for that to work out. It just didn't. That, that that guy didn't feel like a pro quarterback to me. We'll see. If yeah, they- you being the A and M guy, didn't y'all play Florida this year? What happened with that? Uh, did the Aggies play Florida this year? I have to look that up. I thought uh, they did. I think you. I don't know. I have to double check that. Like that was one of those weird games. You remember there was like a last five games or so when we were talking about we don't think they would win. They would only win one of those games. I think Florida was the one that we talked about them guarantee that maybe they that got was the dub. Yes, maybe they did play Florida. See how much you see how much I'm locked into last yeah, that's season. Brutal. I mean, would you would you remember last season? Would you like go back and oh, really remember it? Yeah, that five and seven year, a couple of seasons ago for Steve Sarkeesian. I don't remember none of that. Remember, the, I try to forget. The Aggies had to beat LSU to get to five and seven, and you are correct. They did play Florida, and they lost forty one twenty four. So maybe Mel Kiper Jr. just watched that film. <laughs> I can say this confidently. Mel Kiper Jr. is not picking quarterbacks in the first round based on how they played against Texas A&M. <laughs> that better not be happening. ESPN needs to double-check what's going on if that's happening. Well, I know on draft day when they're making this highlight clips and stuff, they're going to go to that game Yeah, probably first. They probably will. I, gotta, I was about to pull it up and double-check. I just don't remember much about that game. He was 17-28 for 201, two touchdowns, no picks. So he was good. Yeah, it's ninety four four on the QBR, almost a perfect QBR in that game. So yes, he did very well. And Haynes King uh, was thirty six point six QBR. He was not as good. Um, but uh, hey, that's a whole other story. All right, so Carolina with their new coach, and then the big story out of New York today, I think, is worth mentioning. Zay, the the Jets have decided to hire Nathaniel Hackett, who did not make it as the coach in Denver. Issues with Russell Wilson, weird stuff from the beginning of the year, time management, clock management. He'll he'll have to deal with that, but he's known as a big-time offensive mind. The Jets are making him their OC. Here's the connection. Oh, here we go. Here it is. Nathaniel Hackett. Kids, what did he do from 2019 to 2021? That's right. He was the OC in Green Bay. Only reason why he got the Broncos job. So those there are those out there that believe that this might be the Jets' way of officially making the play for Aaron Rodgers to say, hey, we love you in green. We just don't like you in yellow. Let's go green and white, Mr. Rodgers. Let's do it. Aaron Rodgers has already said he'd be willing to rework with the Packers, but he's also said, if I if I need to move on, I would hope everybody understands that. And we'll see if he ends up wearing that Jets green helmet. That will look weird. Aaron Rodgers in any other uniform, Zay, is going to look bizarre. But we said that about Favre when he went Oh, yeah, to no, the Jets. it's weird. It's weird. Uh, but I do like the idea of Aaron Rodgers facing a Bill Belichick team twice in a yeah. season in division. That, that would be badass. Yeah, I mean, we're already so much involved in Aaron Rodgers' life 
and he's in Green Bay. And I know Green Bay is a historic franchise in football, but that New York media is different in its own way. It's a great so point. I hadn't even thought about that until you he, said it. Would he be willing to go to that and de- have to deal with that? Because, well, again, Aaron Rodgers, he's out there. He's mm-hmm. an odd guy. Yeah. But he's also a guy that, kind of like Jerry Jones, like he likes the attention then he wouldn't go on Patrick McAvee's podcast yeah. every week. But he has to do it his way. It has to be his way, right. So you got to you know he's got to find that that sort of you got to find that like Derek Jeterness when dealing with the New York oh, media. He ain't that. You got to figure out a way to but you're right cuz J- Derek always had the gentlemanly way to do it. Yeah. Rogers always feels like he's got an FU behind <laughs> every sentence. So he as long as he's comfortable with it and knows, hey, spotlights, different lights, way more people caring about what you're doing than when you were in Green Bay. Uh, But you bring up the McAfee show, that's a huge national show. He goes on it every week, so maybe he'd be used to it, but that would be a wild switch, him going obviously from the NFC to the AFC, and then the Green Bay Packers would be officially starting at square one. Yeah, and right, right now, look at the NFC you could arguably say he's still the best quarterback in the NFC. If we're just talking about right now, him currently on the Green Bay Packers, he is arguably the best quarterback there. Look at the quarterbacks remaining. I take Rodgers over Jalen Hurts. Are we talking about just I take him over Brock Purdy? We talking about throwing every NFL route that needs to be thrown? <laughs> Hell yes. So absolutely why, over those two. So why would you want to go battle those? big-time three quarterbacks in the AFC if you go to the Jets with Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen when, you know, you're just maybe a couple of pieces away in Green Bay. Like, yes, this was a bad season, and we know the Vikings took it, but look at the Jets roster. We I love Garrett Wilson. Y'all know that. Brees Hall, he was good until he got hurt. After that, what is there? Their defense lost Gardner. He's solid, but... Does Aaron Rodgers, who doesn't have many years left, does he have the patience to ride out a couple of uh, who knows seasons? Now, people will say, okay, look what they did with Mike White, Zach, uh, uh, God, Zach, Wilson. Zach Wilson, and Joe Flacco almost getting to the playoffs. But still. But just, are, they clo- are they close enough for Rodgers to go there? Are they close enough for Rodgers yeah, to go there? Is it know. worth going to the already tough? Big time quarterbacks in that division or in that conference AFC. Yeah, that's tough. That is tough. But keep uh, keep your eyes peeled for that one as we start to find offensive coordinators. I still want to know who's calling plays for Lamar Jackson, who's calling plays for Kyler Murray. Those are two huge questions I have right now. Uh, Dan Quinn, I think, got a second interview in Arizona this week. <laughs> They're bringing him back in. Are they going to go? Because that's one of those typical things teams like to do, Zay. We know it. They like to go from one side to the other. Either go old to young or offense to defense. And Arizona could do both of those things. Go from young offense to old defense if they go to Dan Quinn. Let me ask you this, and Ty Henderson, producer for Bucky and Aaron, does a great job. Love Ty, one of the few Westlake guys that I do love. He had a great question this morning for Monty, Buck, and I because of all this Dan Quinn talk with Denver Denver and with Arizona. Mm Mm-hmm. Where would you rather go? Who would you rather deal with? You're saying if I'm Dan Quinn. If you're Dan Quinn, Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray? Oh, geez. Um, (laughs) It's tougher than you think. um, Because there are – 
like personality wise, there are challenges in both cases. Football wise, my first gut would be to say Russell. Right. Because I'm also considering the defensive side. Yes, that's where I was. And there's more talent there. Russell has the potential to be, to me, a better NFL quarterback to make all the throws you need and do the things you need him to do. I think he's closer to that than where Kyler is. There's been injury stuff with Kyler. Can he stay, you know, the durability? And then there's that attitude thing with Kyler, too. The attitude. At least Russ, like, I'll take the fake positivity right. than the mopey, the world sucks vibe that Kyler be throwing out right. there. Right, because at that point, I think I'd have to go with might work a little too hard versus might not work hard enough. Correct. Because how do I make a guy, I can always dial down, because i got to go to Russell Wilson, we'll sit down man-to-man, I'll say, dude, <laughs> I love you, but for, you're coming off dorky, you're coming off like you're trying too hard. And then I would show him that Subway commercial. I really would. I'd, coach, sit, I'd sit him down and show him the Subway commercial. I'm go, dude, this. This is what they're seeing. Your teammates think you're trying too hard. You're being a little dorky. we got to cool you up a little bit. You've seen your wife, right? Yeah, you see Sierra, coach? We need you to feed me. And I would say, yes, she's cool. She's got enough cool for your whole relationship. We need to get some of her cool onto you. In fact, I might have her in the meeting. Sierra, how do we get your vibe on to that. Yeah, I think Russ for, thought that, okay, I'm with Sierra. Okay, I, I'm cool now. Yeah. I'm good. Dude, you're not like, Jay- That cool card is checked off. You're not Jay-Z, man. We got to get you some cool. We got to get you figured. So I, I think I would lean Wilson. Is that what you said? Would you yeah. go Denver? Yeah. 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 I, I Kyler Murray has talent, but just being a head case, he has like an entitled feel about him oh, from yes. being just a state champion uh, state champion in high school football, one of the greatest to ever do it in Texas high school football, never losing really, and right. then becoming the Heisman Trophy winner with Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. He just hasn't seen failure, no. and he acts like it. No, that family wrote the book on entitlement. Yeah. Man, they, um, they master entitlement. Like, how was it? What was going on at AM? I didn't really know what was going on behind the scenes, but how'd that go yeah. with him? Did he, like, irk you the wrong way? Did you see kind of the path of what you're seeing now? Like, oh, yeah, I saw that. It, this makes sense. There was a little, you could see a little bit of that attitude stuff. And then the story was that it was that in, in one week's time, he and Kyle Allen both went to Kevin Sumlin and said, if you don't name me the starter, I'm gone. And I don't know which, I can't remember which one was first. But that was the story that he and maybe Kevin as well. The dad went in with him and said, "Oh man, you got to name you got to name us the starter, or we're gone." I kept thinking, shouldn't someone say yes to one of those guys? You can't let them both go, can you? But he let them both go. Yeah. But yeah, there was a little bit of that. You could see he wanted to lean heavy on all that athleticism and the baseball slides and all that stuff he was doing. But you could just you couldn't feel it. You couldn't feel the work. You could not feel that work. It's like, ooh, is he getting better or is he just Kyler Murray? You know, I think he's just Kyler Murray at this yeah. point. It wasn't getting bet, didn't feel, and it didn't feel like the team was really following him. Uh, I think there's a better chance. A, we watched a team follow Russell Wilson all the way to a title and should have had another one. We haven't seen Kyler Murray get close to that yet. Right. So I'd still lean that maybe you could get Russell there. Yeah, and Patrick Peterson, he said some weird things about Kyler Murray on one of his podcasts earlier this year. Yep. Just talking about, oh, he ain't, ain't going to be a leader basically at all. Then we kind of heard what Russell, I'm sorry, Richard Sherman said about Russell Wilson just on how we can't get a hold of him. Like, I won Super Bowls with these guys. Like, we went to war together. I shouldn't be able to go through two or three people just to get to you. It should be a direct call. Right. And that's just kind of 
the similarities on both of those guys. They're odd guys off the field, but yeah, I I believe in Russell Wilson. Even though he had a bad season and wasn't the best in Seattle the year, you know, he the last year he had under Pete Carroll. I'd still take Russell over Kyler. Yeah, I think there's talking to Russell Wilson that could work. I don't know if you could talk to – I don't think Kyler could be talked into it right now. I don't think it could happen. One of my favorite NFL stories, even though it's a team I don't root for, but it's my wife's team, back in the day, Ben Roethlisberger, after the first Super Bowl, he ran into a, a leadership issue with that team. He didn't connect with the team, and it took Heinz Ward to go to him and tell him, hey, dude, they're not following you like you think they are. We've got to figure this out. And Ben completely – Took it the way he needed to, changed it. They went on to win Super Bowl 43 and went to another Super Bowl after that. That was a great story of you got to figure out what's going on. And that took a leader, an experienced leader, to go to him and go, Yo, seven. And it was kind of that stuff. We don't know you. You won't take our calls. We're never together. We got to do some cookouts. We got to go eat together. We got to hang out together. These guys don't know you, so they're not going to live and die for you. Yeah. Yeah, he, and that's what Russell Wilson needs. Yeah, Big Ben did have a little d bag in him those first few yeah. years in the league, and you could tell uh, this is this is different. He kind of came into his own as being a leader as he got up in age. I interesting. I never knew that. That's a good little story. Yeah, too. By the way, Heinz Ward, uh, shout out San Antonio Brahmas head coach in the XFL. Oh, about to start in February. Don't you scoff at the new XFL. We're yeah, well, going to have XFL and USFL going at the same time. Yeah, we'll see. That San Antonio team, they might lead the league in blindside blocks with him coaching. <laughs> <laughs> and be in the XFL. That you're probably right. Who yeah, cares? Exactly. CTE, who gives a damn? Oh, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> What are you talking about? All right, coming up, we'll get you why today matters. Is he the greatest dunker of all time? Vince Carter with a birthday today. We'll get Zay's thoughts on that. couple of big music legends with birthdays. The legend uh, in the world of hockey has his birthday today as well. We'll hit all that coming up in why today matters. Remember, tonight, ball don't lie at 3 as always. Longhorn Weekly with Rodney Terry at 7. Longhorn Blitz Podcast at 8. Keep it right here on The Horn. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Oh, yeah. I'm with this. I'm just going to sit here and lay back to this nice mellow beat, you know, and drop some smooth lyrics. Because it's 88. Time to set it straight, you know what I'm saying? And there ain't no half-stepping. Word. I'm ready. Rapper stepping to me. They want to get some, but I'm the cane, so yo, you know the outcome, another victory, they can't get with me, so pick a BC day cause you are history. Rolling through a Thursday, I think he might have just helped me out there, I think, did he say Kane? Yeah. Big Daddy Kane? Big Daddy Kane. There we go, there we go. I gotta tell you, Zay, there is no world of music. Where if you're trying to learn and you don't know, it will help you along more than rap. Rap really will help you along. Yeah. You know, like if you're trying to tell the difference between Miles Davis and John Coltrane, 
There's not little things in the middle of it where somebody says, Coltrane. That does not happen. But that's what I love about rap. They will tell you what's going on sometimes if you're paying attention. All right, so you t- give me your th- Big Daddy Kane is way before your time in terms of his prime. Yeah. But what do you what what do what do I need to know about Big Daddy Kane? I remember the name. How big a deal is he? Pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. He's up there like with OGs like Rakim and Run DMC and Slick Rick. LL Those Cool guys, J, that LL kind of cool run. J. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, late 80s was his big time. Yeah, late 80s, yeah. early 90s. Ain't no half-stepping right here. Classic. It's a badass name, too. Ladies, man. Good, smooth delivery. Yeah, wore a lot Love of chains that. and stuff. Yeah, Real New York type he did. Yeah. Real New York. Yeah, I always knew I couldn't afford whatever Big Daddy Kane was wearing. <laughs> Every time I saw him, I'm like, yeah, I couldn't afford that. There's no way. All right, so Big Daddy Kane joins the show. Dr. John, Warlock, Santana, and Rob Thomas and Great White have all been on the show. I'd go to that music festival. I don't know if y'all would, but I would. Also, a nice Cameron beat started the hour from Zay. We got a lot of good football on the board today. Frank Reich's going to be the new coach with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett didn't stay unemployed long. He's going to be the OC with the Jets. Does that mean Aaron Rodgers could be headed to the Jets? Keep your eyes peeled for that. Plus, trying to keep everything straight for the two championship games. If you missed the Vegas part, the line on the AFC game has swung all the way back to Kansas City. Now it's them minus one, so there's a lot more trust that Mahomes is going to be all right. Uh, I checked the weather today. I don't see anything crazy on either side. High of 51, low of 40 in Philly. 15% 15% chance during the day of rain, 39% at night, so maybe a little rain later in that game. Kansas City is just going to be cold. High of 27, low of 12, 11% chance of anything falling. Yeah, it is raining. I mean, I'm sorry, snowing this week in Kansas City. So during the week, right. So during the week, I don't think it'll be snowing game day. On Sunday, I don't see a lot of chance. I see 11%. Right. So, yeah, but it's going to be cold as hell. Joe Burrow loves the cold. Ain't no. Joe does love the cold. Below. That's a great stat, man. That is a great stat. When I was growing up, the stat that we talked about, there was a stat of like, I think Brett Favre had a pretty big number for a while about cold weather games, obviously being with the Packers and everything. Right, right. And then the Bucks franchise for years couldn't win when it was, I think it was below 40 at kick. That was the deal. And, that, and it followed them all the way to the Super Bowl year. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, today's the anniversary of Bucks over Raiders. So there's, there's multiple Super Bowls today. Super Bowl 37 is one of them. And that team went to Philly for the champion NFC Championship game. And a lot of people picked the Eagles. And, and by the way, good Eagles team with Donovan McNabb and that crew. But a lot of people picked it because of that reason. Well, the Bucks can't win when it's cold. Well, the Bucks just can't win when it's cold. The Bucs were going to win that. I don't care what the temperature was. Yeah, the Bucks, it didn't matter. The Bucs are going to win that game. And they did, and for the delight of Cowboys fans and others, they also closed down Old Veteran Stadium. That was the last game at Old Veteran Stadium. I can still see Rondé Barber holding that paper up Yeah, when, he, when they won the game. Uh, but did that, he have a pick six that game? He did. That play of the game. That Donovan, was, Donovan, that, Donovan. I'm so glad Donovan McNabb threw that pass. Uh, yeah, that was when Eagles driving to... Maybe tie. I'd have to go double check what the score was. It was either going to tie the game or they might have even been about to take the lead if they score a touchdown there. And Rondy goes to the house. It was like an 80-yard pick six, if I recall. God, he had some bad pick sixes. Like in the playoffs. McNabb, you mean? Yes. Yeah. That Jason Seahorn one. Ooh, yeah, that was bad. 
Well, the Giants he's, whipped them that day. Oh, he's had some Ooh, bad ones. Yeah, they, that was a wasn't that something like a forty something to nothing game or thirty eight um, six or they got whipped that day. Uh, so a lot of football on the board. We will continue to talk about that. We got a big football, hockey, and basketball birthday today to talk about. It is January the twenty sixth. Let's tell you why today matters. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Also, I'm going to tell you Astros fans about your new GM, because that was announced today as well. Uh, Zay, let's start with Vince Sanity. Vince Carter is 46 years old today. I am not sure if he can still get up and dunk exactly the same way he used to, but at one point... He was the best dunker on the planet. My question to you is, is the famous Vince Carter dunk over that dude in whatever that international game was? I don't even remember. It was the Olympics. In the Olympics. I don't remember, don't remember the dude's name, but he like climbed up this seven foot three dude. And is that the greatest dunk of all time? Oh man. Maybe it's up there. I got to go through the list. Because at that time, it melted everybody's brain, and, and we nobody thought they'd ever seen anything better. It was incredible. Yeah, I got to go through the list. A couple of okay. dunks are coming to my mind, but they aren't better. I don't know why T-Mac dunking over Sean Bradley jumps to my head or LeBron over Damon Jones during his early days. There's a legendary one with Michael Jordan dunking over Patrick Ewan. That's in the one. 91 That's playoffs. Big. That's a huge... Yeah. poster but um it's up there it is it's right there <laughs> it's, it's up al- there it's also if you're looking for the greatest individual slam dunk contest performances you gotta put vince in 2000 into your discussion i'm not saying it has to be the best but vince in 2000 we've lost it from time to time over the years they've found it they've lost it we've had moments but Vin- when vince hit that dunk and did the double point that's one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. And I thought he had – there were probably three dunks in there that I'll put up against anything I've ever seen in that contest, MJ and Dominique included. Yeah, just the charisma that he brought to all the dunks and how powerful they were. Like, Dominique was known for his power mm-hmm. with his dunks and just how, you know, how much it energized the Hawks. Vince had that same type of power, but – he also had the Hobbs and just the creativity to go with it. And, yeah, the between-the-legs dunk from the T-Mac bounce. And mm. then he had the inverted 360 where a normal 360, you, like, turn to, right. toward your left shoulder. He turned the other he turned way. turned the other way and, like, did the windmill while doing it. Just stupid. Like, he, he's the greatest dunker of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I'll never forget the way the TNT guys reacted to that performance. That yeah. was one of the very first times Kenny Smith lost his mind watching yeah. the dunk contest. Oh, man, just looking at everybody, all the players. Like, Shaq had an OG camcorder back then. Yeah, he had it on tape. And, yeah, just a legendary NBA moment. And, I think Vince, he's just in the class of his own. There's Jordan and, you know, just said Dominique Wilkins, Blake Griffin, LeBron James, of course, but in-game dunker, dunk contest dunker. Yeah. He's still probably dunking to this day, nasty, played for a long time, over 20-something years, four decades in the league. Yeah, Vince Carter, he's one of those guys that got hosed out of the top 75 players of all time. 
Oh, wow, I didn't realize that. He deserves okay. to make okay. it. Okay. He deserves to make it. Happy birthday to Vince Carter today. He's 46, even if he's not the greatest dunker, but we'll give him that today on his birthday. Uh, Wayne Gretzky is definitely the greatest hockey player ever. I don't think there's much argument on that one today. 62 for Wayne Gretzky. Uh, I mentioned earlier Eddie Van Halen would have been 68 today for you music fans. Also, one of the toughest athletes we've ever seen has a birthday today. Jack Youngblood is 73 years old. Jack was a defensive lineman for the Rams, most famously. If you youngsters don't remember it, uh, the old school is Florida, by the way, for Jack Youngblood. He famously played. Now, y'all know Tony Pollard just broke the fibula in his leg, right? Jack Youngblood broke that bone in his leg during the playoffs. He finished the playoffs, he played in the Super Bowl, and he played in the Pro Bowl in 1980 with a broken leg. They took him off the field in that playoff game. Maybe been against Dallas when he actually did it. They took him off the field and told him he broke his leg and he was done. He said, tape it up and I'm going to play. Broken leg. He told them to tape up a broken fibula. (laughs) They did. And he played, Zay. And he played. In his 14-year NFL career, if I can, if Wikipedia can be believed, it's obviously the truth, right? 14-year NFL career, he missed one game. One. He was such a tough dude. Yeah, back in the day where nobody cared about their body. Just oh throw your body out God. there. Doesn't matter what CTE anyway Oof. type of yeah. gameplay. Yeah. Woo. Jack. That's a tough son of a bee. He really was, man. Happy birthday. 73 today for Jack Youngblood. He's been at the uh, – we've interviewed him over the years at Super Bowl Radio Row. I'm not sure if Jack's going to be there this year. Our man Super Bowl Stu is going to be in Arizona setting up interviews for us. If you missed it, um, if we can get it, hopefully it comes through for us. Thursday of Super Bowl week, Tony Dorsett and Earl Campbell together at 12.15 on that Thursday. Keep your fingers crossed that that happens, but Stu's trying to get that set up for us, and there'll be other interview possibilities. Our time of day might be big just because we're talking about Arizona, hour back uh, on on Mountain Time might be good for some interviews, so we're hoping that for Super Bowl week. All right, January 26th, and why today matters. Astros fans, his name is Dana Brown. The Astros have hired Dana Brown as their new GM coming up in Stems and Seeds. I'll tell you who Dana Brown is. You kind of know him. It's kind of a, if you can't beat him, join him thing. I'll explain on the horn. Wait, can I just hear that too? I just hit the hang up there, right? Yeah. I'm going to help with the DJing Thank of this you. song. I'm Good terribly grief. sorry. I realized I could have stopped that. Watch your feet. All right. Do I have any shot here? Um, Probably not, but I'll give you a hint. Okay. It's one of the five female R&B groups of the 90s. Okay. You got SWV a couple of weeks ago. They're yes. total. 
There's TLC. Mm-hmm. It's none of those. Destiny's Child. It's none of those. It's not Destiny's Child. No. And it's not. Is it the one that I can never think of the name of? Isn't there one that starts with an E? Oh. Oh. In Vogue? In Vogue. It's not in Vogue. It's not in Vogue. It's not in Vogue. Whew, if it's not any of those, <laughs> that's going to be rough. Um, I don't know. Escape. They're saying the name. Oh. Party on that on Escaping. See, I didn't know there was, that's the thing, I wouldn't have known there was a group called Escape. Ladies, my bad. My bad. <laughs> Do I need to know Escape? Nah. They sound pretty good. Oh, yeah, they're good. Okay. Jermaine Dupree on the production. That's who you heard. Oh, the male voice. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're they're solid. Okay. There's three gorgeous ghetto girls from Atlanta. Escape. All right. I'm going to, uh, got to, got to commit it to memory. Got to put it in there. Hey, I, I've been doing my study and I was listening. Yo, I just to- took y'all back. If that- you grew up in that era, I just took y'all back. That was well done. By the way, just to preview something that's coming up. In the next week or so, y'all might, if you're listening to other shows, you might hear a promo when of when Zay <laughs> was singing I'm So Icy. You might, if you listen at the right time, keep it right here on the horn, you might hear it. You it might hear it. Fantastic. But oh, man. I'll, I'll try to check out some Escape. Uh, just like I was checking out 36 Chambers last night, I pulled out, um, what's it called? Uh, in, is it Intro? No, Enter the Wu-Tang, right? Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers. 36 Chambers, Is yeah. the name of the album. Um, I, I dug what and I where heard. Where are you at? How, how many songs have you gotten yeah, to? I'm, I'm probably a seven or eight tracks in. Okay, it's only like, like a 10, 12 album. Was that good? 12-song album. Oh, see, I got to remember, it's back in the day when uh, they didn't, make 500 yeah 500 tracks there's way too many tracks nowadays i'm pulling up the track listing right now just to make sure got through that got through that got through method man got through that one yeah i'm in the seventh chamber part two area somewhere in there if this okay. is the well no this so you haven't jammed can it be also simple which is raekwon and ghostface I have not. I gotta pull. See, I gotta. I gotta have the right track listing here. Let's make sure I've got this right, because I don't want Stoning to. Starting off on the island, AK Stalin, Wallin. All through that, protect. Yeah, Raekwon. I'm Staten Island boys. Hey, yo, I just saw a preview of the biopic season three, Wu Tang biopic on Hulu that RZA is in charge of. They're coming back for a season three. It's the last season. Check that out. Oh, okay. Yeah, some of it's a little fictional, though. They got, like, Raekwon and Ghostface having beef for, like, the first two seasons. Those guys were, like, the best best of friends. I've heard Ghostface and Raekwon talk about it, and they were like, nah, it didn't happen like that. But they are from different projects, which those projects that they are from had beef. So RZA was very smart and, like, threw that into the biopic. Uh So... Take what you want with it. It's okay. good, though. I think I only have a couple left, then. I think I only have a couple tracks left. I'll let you know when I finish okay. the 36 Chambers. All right. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Stems and seeds, avconsultations.com, 255-8678 for AV Consultations. Astros fans, I told you you're getting Dana Brown as your new GM. Dana Brown, the past four years, has been with the Braves as vice president of scouting, overseeing their draft. So, obviously, the Braves beat the Astros a couple years ago in the World Series. Now, Astros take the front office guy from the Braves 
Give him the promotion to GM. Remember, the Astros are replacing James Click, who was not given a new contract after, you know, they won the World Series. Still one of the weirdest moves I've ever heard of. That is odd. But best of luck to Dana Brown and uh, with the Astros. And also, if I'm reading correctly, Zay, a historic hire. He is now the only black GM in all of Major League Baseball. Okay, dog, I see you. How about that? Making moves. Dana Brown. Breaking records. There you go. Got a picture of him out there, uh, you know, shaking a hand to the owner, uh, Mr. Crane, and getting it ready to go. So that's going on in baseball today. If you're just jumping in, Frank Reich is your new head coach in Carolina. That is happening. And Nathaniel Hackett is the new Jets OC, which means Packer fans are about as nervous as they can be. They may be about to lose Aaron Rodgers if that relationship matters to Aaron Rodgers. Does he really want to change teams at this point? in his career, and if so, is the Jets the team that makes sense? Uh, We'll come back tomorrow for a Friday show. The Degenerate himself, Brandon Lang at 105. What does he think of the championship games? Jeff Ketchum of Orange Bloods at 2. Joins us on Fridays. We'll get his thoughts on Longhorn stuff. He's a Cowboys fan licking his wounds like me. We'll get his thoughts there and see who he's picking to go to Super Bowl 57. That's all coming tomorrow. Also at 1230 tomorrow, Zay will get you set up. For UT at UT, Texas at Tennessee, the Rick Barnes rematch game. Zay will give you everything you need to know at 1230 tomorrow in the Right Call segment. Ball Don't Lie coming up. Longhorn Weekly with Rodney Terry after that. And 8 o'clock, it's the Longhorn Blitz podcast replay. Have a great Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow. See ya.